Uh, Sandra, no. did you make a tinkly dinkly? I did. That's did a really good question. Pee-pee? That's a little personal. Tinkly That's dinkly. We all made tinkly dinkly. Why? Everyone's got their uh, phones be, out. We all, their... hey. 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 <laughs> the fuck? Everyone's yeah. in order. We're yes. just gonna we just go for it. There Woo! are no real rules. Oh, shit. Let's all take in a deep breath now that there's four of us. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> do you have something we need to talk about? Because <laughs> that was some weed smoking nostrils, <laughs> deep breath than you were doing. Whoa. Are you working on asthma? Oh, is it is it is it going limp on you? Or are you good? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm exploring my options. Okay. Mic Muff is going. Well, in. let's just do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted that is so <laughs> wow! Once again, I'm Kathy just excited. choked on her own phlegm. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our lonely perverted studio audience <laughs> member. Hello, Mark. Hi. <laughs> Woo! I'm Kathy. It's a party. I'm, I'm Abyss. I'm sex nerd Sandra. And I am Boogie. And this is show thirty. Five? Yes. I actually yeah. forgot the number of show it is. That's surprising. It is, in fact, show 35. It is an exciting show. We have lots of nifty stuff to talk with you kids about. Are we going to point out that there was a fourth person? That was, I, I'm not sure. I was just going, moving the towards the little thing. You know, she said her name. But yes, as we evolve as uh, the perverted podcast, we have, this is, you're actually our first actual guest host tonight oh, i was wondering why you were in emails being like the host and i'm like what okay <laughs> well it's a, you are uh, you are as of course sandra otherwise known as sex nerd sandra you've been doing this stuff for a little while now i'm gonna get into host position oh. yeah yeah oh. That, oh. Fist on chin. are you sure that's not chin. ponderous pontificate statue position you don't know me maybe that's my host <laughs> that, that's 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 a, You're not my supervisor. <laughs> you know, tell him, Sandra. You don't know. Oh, great. I can now see. <laughs> three women against three. Boogie. Oh, and then we'll just have Mark throw stuff from behind. That's that's odd. Mark, you still have my back, right? She oh, left. Oh, Jesus she Christ. I am alone in a pit of wolves. So um, what have you been up to lately? Oh, Sandra of the Glorious. Oh, my goodness. I went on a much needed vacation last week. My first solo Jealous. real vacation in over five years. Um, to Orange I to County? Co- I went to Columbia. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Holy shit. So I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of food poisoning. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little like, hey, everybody, how's it going? <laughs> uh, but I really, it was magical, wonderful, and really, I feel much emotionally energized around because I've been podcasting for almost five years now. So so you haven't even had a real break. I mean, you travel with your podcast, but um, yeah, I travel with my podcast. I teach, I do college gigs. Um, but I, I went on a, on a cruise last year, but I taught classes on it. Right. You know, I, I've been places, but I've hosted shows. And so to, and not really have access to the internet really, Oh, it was fantastic. I slept in a hammock on the Ooh. beach. Oh, my God. I was going to ask, besides smuggling cocaine um, uh, and, buying, and buying cheap hookers. Don't be telling um, her secrets to everybody. <laughs> 
I mean, is that how you paid for the vacation? <laughs> I've paid for vacations dude, by smuggling. Dude, drugs I, before. I, little known fact. I don't know why people even. It's not like people know a lot about me. Um, but I am a total. I'm a totally obsessed with travel and travel deals and luggage. I'm obsessed with luggage, like huh. the parameters of luggage at pockets. I'm really into pockets, you guys. <laughs> um, so Ooh. I get a lot of emails and and the the round trip. Guess how much my round trip to Colombia. I, I would say $985. That's a, that's a, you know what? I'm going to honor that guess. $230 <gasps> round trip. No! Yeah, it was a one-day sale. I was like, wow. fuck it, I'm was going. Was that like the McDonald's? <laughs> like, where are the, where, well, did you fly Happy like Meal flights? Like, you the, were smuggling. We're together <laughs> in the fucking crate with the dope. Hey, I learned a lot about sailing and what I can fit in my butt. <laughs> okay? So... It's better than swallowing it, so... Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, it's a Spirit Airlines. Um, right. it's oh, the Greyhound spirit. of the Skies. Yes, yeah, so I only could bring a backpack on unless I wanted yeah. to pay another, like, 100 bucks. Um... But I just went to this fantastic coastal city named Cartagena and I just hung out at a hostel and I had no plans. And I just, these wild hostelers took me on little adventures. Nice. And it was just really, really needed. Um, you look relaxed. Yeah. I am very you relaxed. Look, you look relaxed. And we get to benefit from that. We have her here. Now we have Melo Sandra. Yeah, but yeah. I, do, I should speak faster and more enthusiastic. This is, I went through a huge depression, uh, like, in during my podcast like maybe like year two to three and so like before every podcast i would just sit there and be like <laughs> and just kind of slap myself and be like hey everybody how's it going it's just like just going from like Girl, my New life York, means nothing like why do i even continue living <laughs> oh my god you guys i've got this great show for you i can't even wait my guest is so cool my guest is so cool you I'm know what like, you needed what you needed a gong Oh, oh God! Not the gong. Yeah, she needed a gong. gong away. The Maybe gong, a crystal bowl. No, 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 no. no. Gong. I know what gong. she needs. Just don't yeah. bring them to fucking rope parties. You just need. To I let know that what go. she needs. Don't bring what? Yo, Himbi. You're damn right. You got a little maca, girl. You got a little, you know. <laughs> little Yohimbi, you, 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 you are sex nerd, Sandra. You obviously have heard of the uh, bonerific supplement Yohimbi, right? People tell me shit all the time. I don't know. Is this working? I look. I'm not a naturopathic sex nerd. I'm a like. How do you angle your head for? proper like frenulum stimulation like i don't like how's how's that working frenulum <laughs> tell us about your the frenulum what's frenulum the frenulum the underside of the the what the underside of the penis that little little something right there no one ever pays that much attention your to my bonerific penis. Penis. my bonerific penis <laughs> i that's why i needed yo himby <laughs> It's a thing. So it's really changing your life? It, well, so okay. Far. So here's the thing. So as most perverted podcast listeners know, because I talk about it, I'm 47. So I'm getting up there. So that means sometimes, uh, you know, I've had struggles with like erectile dysfunction my whole life, stress-wise, and, and sometimes physical, depending on how fat I am or drunk. Uh, and so I'm always like, you know, searching for those little assistants. I do take Cialis, Viagra, whatever the fuck it takes to make things happen. So uh, I said, hey, you know what? I've always heard about this Yohimbi stuff, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, I just, I'm like, well, what is it? You know? Yohimbi. <laughs> that so that's, I think there's a so, choir outside. So there's a choir, an African choir, because uh, it is. Yohimbi makes your penis hard. So Yohimbi is the tree, an African tree bark that apparently... 
Like, <laughs> you take it and it makes you hard like Africa, you know, because apparently all of Africa is hard because these trees are all in Africa. I yes, have a Kathy. question. When you stick your penis in someone, do you hear that choir? That's, that would be awesome. I mean, maybe if there was a sponsorship oh in lo- involved. Mark is losing it. So, so anyway, Mark was over, my girl Mark. And so uh, I take some of this Yohimbi, right? And I had already had, like, had some Cialis that week because, you know, I was with Abyss. And, you know, so, you know, I still had some of that left over. So I don't know. I've been working out and eating really a lot better. But I took this stuff. And so I am, I'm in a place, you know, with my girl. <laughs> and we're, like, looking at each other. And I, I had taken this stuff maybe like an hour before. And first thing that happens is, and the dude that sold it to me online, you know, there's the ones that are real, like, you know, you know, the vitamin people that <laughs> the are professional very professional ones. ones. This dude was more like fucking crush from finding Nemo. <laughs> He's like, okay, dude, look, you can't take the whole tab because it's like a really strong stimulant, dude, and you're going to have a bad time. So just make sure you only take like half of it and whatever. Was and this I, your himby or acid? No, this was... <laughs> So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get it from this guy. So he gave it and I took the half. And like, so what they didn't say is that at some point when you take it, you may feel um, like you're going to die. So, um, so all of a sudden I start feeling, you know, kind of like, oh my God, I'm getting like ugh, wheezy and sick and, and weird. And I'm like, oh dude, I'm an old drug addict, man. I'm like, that must mean something's going to kick in. <laughs> So I'm like going and, and we're trying to be like a little rubby and romantic and, and kind of like <laughs> all of it trying to die. <laughs> all of a sudden kind of like like I just I start to feel like I'm the part like all of a sudden I'm out on the Saren fucking Getty and I'm and I'm like my my chest starts to swell and and all of a sudden I feel I just, like all of a sudden I look down and like a fucking elephant trunk I got a like boner like a fucking zebra leg which apparently is really hard and so I'm like instantly I'm into this zone where it's just it's growing and, and so like what am I gonna do so I start fucking the hell out of Mark and like all of a sudden I'm going and going and all of a sudden fucking Timon and fucking Pumbaa come jumping out from fucking Lion King and start shoving my ass cheeks going and so I'm like fuck this is fucking awesome and it just kept going and going like it wouldn't go away but then all of a sudden you know I felt like I was gonna die again (laughs) so it was uh you know so Makes your penis hard, <laughs> but makes you feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> and that's a th- oh, oh yeah. what an experience! Yeah, just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of each post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Thank you, Abyss. You're welcome. Are you ready? Sandra's like, oh. I'm just ready. She's like, what the? Do you do fuck? a lot of kink? A lot of kink shows? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, once in a while, I I try and cycle through different topics. Right. Yeah. Okay. That way, I don't get tired of anything. Well, that's we're, we do pretty much mostly kink. Mostly so. kink. So it's just, well, I mean, so it's the a, world it's of a, kink itself it is a BDSM is, show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ish. But yeah. you know, not always. Yeah. Kathy, okay. 
Yes. This is our fat life stuff time. It totally is. What We're going to be talking about our friend, the ferret, <laughs> who wrote a post called Why Kinky and Popular is Shit. Uh-oh. He says, a friend of mine was upset yesterday because she was never going to look like the models who hit kinky and popular. Let me remind you that K&P is bullshit. To take a personal example, I wrote seven novels before I wrote Flex, and in each of them I was trying to appeal to some market. I think people sensed how I was trying to be something I wasn't just to please them. It was only when I wrote a selfishly indulgent novel that spoke for who I am that I sold the damn novel. So I'd encourage everyone here, fuck K&P. It only tells you the lowest common denominator of attractions, and there's nothing wrong with skinny, young, milk-pale women with big tits. Let's not be a douche and body shame in the reverse direction. But those mass numbers present this illusion of this is what you have to be to be loved, whereas all you need to be loved is unafraid. Be you. Be bold. Be unafraid. And you can find an audience to sustain you, even if that's an audience of one. Because shit, if you've got one person who loves you like the sea, then what the hell else do you need? You're human. <laughs> knew it. I fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> if someone loves you like the sea, I knew you would hit upon that. That was just, that was that was romantic. I feel I feel nice. closer to ferrets balls now. I just that's, <laughs> just that's a very so. Odd why image. don't you guys go ahead and and jump in? Is this something that you kind of relate to? Uh, I get where he was coming, like going from it, it. But my opinion is they were going after the wrong per, uh, people. Yes, KMP is primarily made up of the society, what society deems as beautiful, but that's the shit people like to masturbate to. There isn't really a large market for ugly fat people porn. So, Ow. wow. <laughs> Sorry, that's some pretty bold fucking honesty right there. Sorry. Our abyss. <laughs> it's, it's the truth, but I don't think that's the problem. The problem was. That it, when he started his post, it started with, she was never going to be beautiful enough to be liked by society, and so she felt she wasn't good enough to be loved. That's where the fucking problem is. All the other thing is, it's like looking at magazines and basing your reality on the magazine. What she needs, to, they actually need to uh, base the problem is, work on the self-esteem, and if there are things you can change, then change them. If you can't, learn to love yourself. Fucking... Who cares about the people on KMP? It's it's magazines. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I loved all of Ferret's posts. I pretty much loved everything that he writes. But thank you. Every time I say the word Ferret, <laughs> uh, you look like you don't agree, Boogie. No, I I I read this, and once again, Ferret, uh, you know, is hit and miss with me sometimes, and I absolutely agree. Um, self-actualization, finding your own place, being your own person, having your own independence, loving yourself, working that process and adventure for your entire life, regardless of what other people think. Totally all sound kind of things. I just would have liked to have seen a balance because it kind of seemed like, you know, he's one of the, he's the most, one of the most popular writers on FetLife. So in some ways it kind of seemed like, you know, oh, poor, dumb, fat, untalented people. <laughs> you know, just love yourself. Don't worry that you're not on KNP. It was kind of like the rich guy going to the, you know, the poor guy and saying, you know, the world needs ditch diggers, but I'm going to go jump in my nice yacht. But uh, so uh, that part, I kind of like the idea of a balance because I'm an entertainer. And for me, am I missing something? Okay. Um, as an entertainer, 
and a speaker and an educator, this is something getting popular or being seen equals my message getting out, what I do getting out. I don't think there's a problem with striving to be popular. I think that it's done in all sorts of uh, walks of life from sports to business to education to all different things. There is a certain level of competition where you work to be great at something. So I don't think it's bad. It's just finding that niche. Maybe you're not going to be uh, the pretty person on this thing, but there's always another way to gain that social kind of adulation. I think it's important. We're social creatures. So to sit here and say it's not a big deal to be loved by a lot of people, it's not. It's fucking awesome. I've fucking walked on stage and had hundreds of people scream my name and sing my crappy songs with me. That feels good. So to pretend it doesn't, it's not the center of my life. My self-actualization is, but it's still... I I don't think he's saying that, and I, I actually agree with you, but I, I don't think most of us... Uh, have anything wrong see anything wrong with wanting to be popular or wanting to achieve something higher it's when you look at that that thing and you hold it up whatever it is whether it's an image of something or a career that you're supposed to have or a way you're supposed to look and you hold it up as the epitome of everything that you're supposed to try and achieve and it's all around us and you can't not see it it's not just kmp it's every magazine it's every soap opera it's every movie and so when you have it you're inundated by it and it's coming at you from all angles how can you not look at that and say well i'm shit because i'm supposed to be that way because that's what everybody wants because and even though my mind is telling me that that's not right that i should be considering the quality of what what kind of a human being i am the rest of the world is telling me, no, you're not looking the way you're supposed to look and you don't have the career you're supposed to look. So it's like a fucking uphill battle. Well, I'd like to say that I see the point, but also that's bullshit because I don't believe the rest of the world is like that. I believe we have an entire group of people in this community that are not hung up on magazines and, and so forth. I believe there are entire cultures that don't have fucking Cosmopolitan or any number of, of you know, wafy supermodel uh, type of expectations to put on their society. I think a lot of those cultures are look within, especially a lot of the Eastern cultures where the idea of building your self-actualization is that. It's okay. not true. That's Bullshit. Maybe, true. Bullshit. Okay, maybe there's some <laughs> cultures. Okay, let's go to. Uh, no, let's what about the African speech. cultures that don't have? You mean the ones? Magazines? You mean the ones that oppress their their women and uh, expect them to just be baby makers? I was going more and, tribal. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, so was I. <laughs> I was going way, way, way yeah, more no, tribal. Yeah, no, so was I. And as far as the Asian cultures, like, dude, if you there's a lot of fake eyelashes for sale in Tokyo. Yeah, and there's a lot of. There's face whites. There's there's <laughs> skin whiteners. whiteners. There's uh, if you are bigger than a size two, they don't make clothes for yeah, you. Yeah, there was one size when I was in <laughs> Tokyo, and I felt like Godzilla? the biggest person in the world because like a skirt would be like on my thigh I'd be like oh this is impossible how do these people live or give birth <laughs> it's yeah. everywhere you cannot escape it and and it is a lifetime battle of getting rid of it and if you're lucky you can do it you, but it takes constant almost attention to keep that fucking shit out of your head and to constantly look in the mirror every day and say i'm a quality human being i know who i am i'm a good person i'm deserving of love it's it's always you have to do it always and if you're like someone who's lucky and has been able to achieve that level of self-confidence good for you but it was hard won yeah and there's a lot of us who don't achieve that and when we don't have anything in society reflecting ourselves back to us it is 
such a battle. You know, when, like, when I realize, like, when it comes to kink photography, all I see are skinny white women and, and like, chiseled white men. Like, that's all there is. And that's what photographers choose as their subjects so often, um, especially for the really high-polished, like, high-quality photography. And uh, so, yeah, it's hard to like yourself when you don't see yourself in the world um the stuff that i uh, thought of i read the first paragraph of this and like immediately i was like oh god do i have to read the rest of this <laughs> <laughs> um i absolutely the points that i was going to make um i totally agree with abyss um about the fir the first paragraph about oh my my friend oh i'm not loved i'm all this and then jumping off into this whole uh, like Thing. It's like he just used this as sort of a a fake thing that he doesn't really seem to care about to like go off on like just be lo just love yourself and shit. Come on, people. This thing is stupid. Like you don't understand how things work, do you? <laughs> um, to me, it really smacks of a, a certain lack of curiosity as to why someone's saying something. When you hear someone say, it's like uh, in therapy, when a client comes in and they say they're first like, oh, my husband's cheating on me or whatever. Like that's the presenting issue. But if you dig a little bit, the actual issue is something totally different, right? I mean, the, so you have to dig a little bit. You don't just take that first person sentence and go, well, let me tell you what you need to do, lady. Da 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 da. Um, and so, this the entire thing for me was just kind of like one big eye roll because it 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 reads like a fourteen year old kid who just heard a lot of cliched statements about self help on Pinterest and then just put it all together into a post on FetLife where a lot of people <laughs> are slightly aroused and not thinking fully, but hey, that's fun. I've been on dating sites. I know how it works. And then they're like, You're awesome. And it's like, okay, guy this none of this is special this is not special your book is probably great but this is terrible like i can <laughs> i just don't i so i mean i can be ni i'm very nice and and caring on my show but if i'm gonna be on your somebody else's show i'm like be you the asshole me, today you made, sandra no, you made me read that and it was so <laughs> bad uh, oh, oh fair okay right. i have to admit something because right. i i am not above learning or seeing something or even being humiliated immediately on the spot when I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I realize that my point of view is obviously very much I have always told everyone to fuck off as far as telling me who to be and what to be because I was abused my whole childhood. Everyone telling me what to be and beating and hitting me if I wasn't what they thought. So I became very rebellious. So I never got into the mainstream and the magazines and the, the pressure and the social pressure. Plus, I'm a dude. So there's not as much of that pressure on me. So when, I, when I'm like, yeah, no, there's a lot of these opportunities out there for people to love themselves. There's tons of groups. And yeah, there are philosophies. There are a lot of religions that at some of their cores have some good philosophies about loving yourself. But I think in general, I'm just, I was, I'm kind of ignorant to how women uh, have to deal with this. As much as I think I, I understand, I, I just don't so get what it's like to be a, a woman in a modern world. So does the author. Oh, <laughs> wow. I don't know this guy. I'm sure he's very nice. I like and his normally, nail polish. And honestly, he does normally have very good uh, reflective pieces. This one maybe just didn't hit it for you. That's cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. That's cool. 
Let's go on. This next one. I is... like her. <laughs> Abyss likes you too. Oh, thanks. Abyss you guys. is in love with you. If you guys want to, you know, just like change numbers or Here something after the show. I do like Scrubs. Look at that! Bang. This is the motion I do, by the way. The the little hands coming together. Hey, why don't you guys just talk? The opposite Moses. Yeah, this is this is kind of like Close when I bring it. when I try to bring girls together or people. I'm just like, hey, don't, don't force it, man. Why don't yeah. you guys? It's, yeah, it's a very talking. gentle. Yeah, it's just, just, just talk. Just talk. <laughs> yeah. No, don't don't keep doing that toward me. <laughs> okay, this next one is by it was one I found and it's by. The Feminine Abyss. Hey, hey! Would that be you, Abyss? Yep. <laughs> that one's right, mine. Right. This is great. She wrote a post called Secure Your Own Mask Before Assisting Others. I love this post. How long ago did you write this? Uh, what, two years ago? year cool. and a half ago? Still relevant. So uh -huh. now, now you're going to see what I do to and these I'm posts. To <laughs> <laughs> because I mash all this stuff together. It, never actually it was a long like post. A, I'm not going to lie. Okay, she says, in medical triage, the standard of care is doing the most good for the most people. Having to do emotional triage on friends is heartbreaking. And some of the outcomes to my decisions still haunt me. The first rule in an emergency situation is to ensure your safety before trying to help others. This applies to emotional triage as well. As a friend, it takes every fiber of your being to resist that overwhelming urge to help them as they struggle. But one must make sure that their own lifeline is in place before reaching out. When that friendship becomes unbalanced and loses altitude, it is time to take a look around and see if your assistance is going to put yourself in danger, and if so, is the risk worth it? Letting those friends go can be one of the hardest decisions a person can make. But if the person they are trying to support is unwilling to do what is needed to survive, that relationship becomes toxic and the love shared becomes bitter. It is hard, but for your own safety and well-being, you sometimes have to just let them go. Secure your own mask before assisting others. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. <laughs> I love that. And I'm really curious to know what made you write that. Was it a specific? It was actually a specific. Cray cray. <laughs> so cray cray. Yeah I, yeah, I really am like, what is the context of this? Cray cray. <sighs> Lots of cray cray. I mean, okay. So writing this was actually very difficult for me. Um, I have been known to hold on to people to a point of where it becomes detrimental to myself. I I will just keep swimming and hopefully keep the person's head above water. And then I realize they're dragging me down with them. Um, I've had to do this multiple times with friends. And I was brought up with the understanding that loyalty and friendship meant that you would be there through thick and thin. And that has always been my standpoint. But when that person is not willing to actually help and everything you are doing is literally causing you the helper pain and suffering while the person won't take steps to improve their lives it 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 literally became with this particular person so toxic that everything i did it seemed like it seemed like it was just thrown on the floor and my my love and support and she literally had a mental breakdown and it was hard for me because she was going through a lot of emotional stress and dealing with a lot of things. And we had been good friends. Like we, we had, I had opened my home to her when things had gotten really bad. Um, you know, I knew her kids, I knew all of this stuff. Like, so it was really difficult for me to go, you know what, everything I'm doing is causing me pain. 
So I had to literally let this person just go and I had to cut the ties. I, I had to tell her specifically, you're not a good friend to me. This relationship has become parasitic and everything I do, you just take, you never give anything back and I will not be that for you anymore. So you have to stand on your own. Do not contact me. We are done. And that was one of the hardest things I had to do. Did he try contacting you again? Yep. Why is that always a part of the story? Like, yep. they become... <laughs> and then she came back. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and I literally had to tell her, like, no, we're not doing this. We are not doing well, this. Well, you know, I understand that, you know, this is, you know, really toxic. It was really and hard, Just but let a bit, you know, kind of calm down, and then I can come and dig, 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 dig. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the insanity, though. I mean, I, I don't diss people... Um, for being crazy because I've spent most of my life being crazy. So I understand the, the process of trying to take, um, in people, but it, it really does come down to that point to where it's self-survival and you have a lot of people that codependency just drags them down. And then people that can't say no, they can't let go of that. And it just drags them down. And next thing you know, they're in the quagmire and they're not coming out. And it really is. I think the parallel to the BDSM lifestyle is we have a much stronger propensity towards codependency just by nature of a power exchange because you have people that are, you know, if they identify from the bottom where it's submissive, slave, little, whatever that part is, that is opening themselves up to be vulnerable to somebody who is on the top, top master, you know, dominant, you know, whatever. Um, there is a much greater chance of them getting more codependent and not actually dealing with their own survival. They become very dependent because it is a power exchange. I am giving you this power. So unless the person on top is really good at creating a program for that person that, um, and I'm not saying this is in general, this is not across the board. There are a lot of very stable relationships in this lifestyle, but we've seen, and I've sure seen a lot of people that because of that dynamic, it just goes much quicker because they rely on somebody else to save them. Well, and I had also gone through this with another, uh, person in my life and it was due to drug dependency. And it was the same thing, like it kink, vanilla, whatever, non kink. Like this, this is a this is a problem that pretty much everyone across the board has had to deal with. Either family members, if they're drug dependency, alcohol dependency, um, if they have hormonal imbalances, if they're you know codependent, whatever, any of these things that I referred to it as, because um, in the medical field we have the coding, we have in triage we have the coding, color coding, where if a person is either dead or not able to be is going to die, you know, they're going to be black, black tagged. And, uh, that's, that's what we kind of had to do. We had to black tag the moment that abyss black tags, you're out. <laughs> you're yeah. Done. Actually. You like, don't you dare do that. I'll black tag you right Pretty now. Much. No, black tag me. With a can of spray <laughs> paint. Yeah, no. It's, it, and it's, and it's hard because like, I've had to also stick with this decision. You know, you can't just, if you cut someone out, you kind of stand by it. So now has anybody had an experience, just to throw shit out there, <laughs> um, where you black tagged someone, a number of years went by, you saw that, because I went through this with my dad. When my mom died, my dad obviously and I had a very rough childhood. 
Um, and I kind of just wrote him off as, you know, as I got older and he stopped fucking being able to hit me, um, he just became tolerable and whatever, but he was still a dick. And, uh, and when my mom croaked, he snapped and I had at that point written him off before my mom died. I had kind of written this off as this is just a relationship that's never going to happen. But my dad, actually, after my mom croaked, he freaked out and drove around with his shotgun in his trunk and disowned us as children. And, you know, I was the only one in the family that kind of let him go. Like, hey, go do what you got to do. I'll be here if you come back. When he came back, he had gone through all this philosophy and Buddhism and, you know, went and learned all these things and really developed himself as almost a different human being. And I was able to take the tag off. And now I have a... I mean, he's still kind of a dick sometimes, but uh, he's, it's actually a more solid relationship than I ever thought I would have. Well, he, he took the steps. That was also part of it is you have to black tag someone because they're not willing to help with their recovery, help with, they can't help themselves. He helped himself. And there was a long amount of time because I think a lot of people, this gets into that kind of relationship manipulation where it's like, okay, baby, I get it. I'll leave, but I'm coming back in a week and I'm all better. I looked at myself. I, you know, I went and (laughs) and drank some vitamin water and now I swear I am a changed man. I think that's bullshit. I think what I'm talking about, there must be a consistent amount of time. Like I had to go get sober for a long time before a lot of people would talk to me again. So I, but I do think it's possible, but it's not a, it's, there's no quick fix on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm actually reminded of a relationship I had many years ago where I was black tagged and like every few years I would check in because the black tag was mainly because he wanted a relationship and I, we'd been friends for years, but he wanted this relationship, but he was way less experienced than me and expecting like all these, like, like kind of like, oh, I'm in love. So therefore marriage, you know, and I'm Ouch. like, right. And so it was odd because <laughs> I had to just accept that this person like left me a letter going fine. Goodbye. Just don't even like, clearly you don't get it. And, and so it was funny because every, every few years I check in and I think about five years passed by where I'm like, are we still going to be doing this? And then they were like, no, we, I, I'm sorry. We should have coffee. <laughs> and he was like, I'm really sorry about that. I uh, went through a lot of not AA, but one of the things. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so it was, and it was kind of a codependence thing. Um, but now we're great friends. And so it was, it was a happy ending as well. But so, well, but we both we were just sitting there like, we have grown up so much since the last time we talked. Oh my gosh, both of us. Him more than me. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's what you reminded I think, me of. I think it's an exciting topic. And I do think it is possible to recover from the black tag. But once again, I... I've cut off a lot of people, a lot of toxic people, and just, I don't have time. You know, I have I have all these amazing people in my life. I have this podcast I have threshold to work for. There is a mission statement that helps people, panels, all of those things, and I really just don't have time even for, what? what's the next level above black tag? Like when red there's tag. the red tag, that's like they're kind of just simmering. Well, red, no, red tag means that they can, with immediate, um, with immediate help, they, they have a high chance of survival. What's the step up above that? Uh, yellow tag. Okay, yellow tag. I'm good with yellow tags. <laughs> as long as they're willing, is coherent, and they can take some vitamins or at least change they their can own self-care bandage. a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like the challenge of, I, I love you're, the you're, challenge. You're more like green tags. They're like the walking wounded. 
Yeah, but they have to. But but if they go ta- if they go septic and they start to get really sick, then they got to go. Like I like I like the puzzle of of helping someone through their some of their struggles, but there has to be that effort. Well, and do you like saving people a little bit? I used to be a savior as a preacher. I was a savior. I am no longer a savior, but I am now a lot more tempered as an encourager, and I like to bring people. I like to go but this but when it shows toxic no 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 i have been dragged down that hole i live in a motor home because of being dragged down that hole trying to save a black toe tag when they give when their toxicness give you a walking wounded tag yes absolutely well and to be honest like my whole thing with this was for the people because you know what you can always recover from certain things as the person who is toxic this was mostly for the people who were trying to to help them because in in my opinion in a lot of ways it's harder to walk away if you know someone you love is hurting and you are trying everything to make that make that go away the hardest thing for a person to do in that situation is to say goodbye yeah. and let go. Absolutely. That's so. a tough decision. But you got it. It's mm-hmm. like when your friend keeps dating the same bad news over and over again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen it. We've all seen it. No, that's cheery. I'm just going to watch that dead body float down the river. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, dead body. <laughs> all right, so that was a great note to end on. Death and death. <laughs> Well, let's go to something happy. My topic was a little. Let's go to it, it's good topic. I love Black the topic. Times, I mean, yeah, I think I think everyone here has at least ten stories of something along that line. So it's really important to share with our perverted podcast listeners. But now, what we are going to share with our perverted podcast listeners is uh, Kathy's pointing at me. Why is she pointing at me? Let's do her first. <laughs> you want to do Sandra? <laughs> oh my God! Is, is wait, this no, like she's, an impromptu orgy? She, she's, <laughs> not bring she said, "Wait, no, here, take take this water." <laughs> wait, does this smell like peaches? No, sniff harder. It's not chloroform. No, it just smells like peaches. It doesn't chloroform. Does no, it we're not like going to do Sandra. She said, "No shenanigans on oh. recording." What do what what? That's okay. Let's do host topic and let's. No, we're going to pick a sh- fetish roulette. That's I, why you pointed at Sandra. Yeah. Sandra, Wait. where's the, the over... <laughs> I don't remember getting asked yay or nay for shenanigans, but you no. were pointing at me. No, 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 no. no. This is know. good shenanigans. Okay. Good. I was so so this is this is I fetish roulette where smart. we have picked... Kathy has randomly picked like 20-odd philias okay. and that we probably don't really know what the hell they are and probably a lot of people in perverted podcast land don't know what they are. So you now have picked out of the like world's most giant <laughs> salad bowl. That was the biggest that's bowl. That's holding we had in the like kitchen. three, <laughs> ten pieces of paper. And so now you will announce what is the philia, and then next week we'll do study on it, and then we'll talk about it. Perverted podcast. Your fetish roulette <laughs> topic for Dang. next week is a galmatophilia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a, know a gal, just uh, like a cut off female toe, and you what? feel it. A galmatophilia, a galmatophilia. I don't know what that gal- is. <laughs> Here, a kuna fucking that. matate to you too. Yo himbe, how to know that? Yo himbe, makes your penis hard. That's what this is. We're gonna do the akuna matata. Okay, read that again. What is it? A galmatophilia. 
Oh, well, duh. That's, yeah, come on, come on Sandra. What the fuck? Get You're trying to it. roll with the big boys now. <laughs> Sorry. You've done all these weak podcasts now. Oh, now no. it's time to step wow. up to the magic where no. we have big words. Oh, I've never God. podcasted in a dungeon. I'll say that. Really? Oh, wow. wow. Everyone was so excited. I love that's it. very good. Hey, welcome. Yay. That's, is that like slight corrupting? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> I mean, I've been in plenty of dungeons. I just, I don't get to like sort of uh, relax my eyes toward a St. Andrew's cross in the corner while I, I think about things. It's nice. <laughs> it is a very comfy room. We, we really yeah. do. We do have yeah. a lot of fun here. Good old threshold. Mm. All right. Well, then. Uh... Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are going to talk about now. Paninuses. Uh, paninuses. Paninuses. Sounds like a sandwich. It is a sandwich. It is a panina sandwich. A panini. A panini. With a little mozzarella <laughs> on the type, some sliced, thinly sliced tomato. Gonna have coleslaw. And a paninus, some coleslaw, <laughs> and a pickle. And a paninus on the side. Well, the pickle's on the sandwich. <laughs> That's okay. This is our host topic. And host topic is basically a perverted podcast. It's a new thing we're sort of doing where we just pick shit we want to talk about wait but aren't you supposed to talk about the roulette topic from last week no no, no you just picked that oh it's once a way month. to yeah. stay on top I of it sandra yeah. just she's new yes. leave her alone man <laughs> I, I, I thought you were bringing in a professional <laughs> wow they are both turning on you <laughs> oh yeah what? it's all right <laughs> It's okay. Wow, hey, we're all, we're all have really? our yachts with you our podcast mean. money. We're all fine. <laughs> She's going to talk such you shit know, about us on her show. So much Columbia is still in you. <laughs> you know what? This is why we can't have nice things. What? Oh, she host topic. A nice thing. You are a nice thing. So that's how You're we hear very Sandra's nice thing. We do topic. love you. Okay, so you had some. <laughs> You had some, some some awesome stories that you said you wanted to tell us. Some, oh, I didn't say awkward. they were awesome stories. I I'm not one for storytelling. I'm more just say like this happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had some really okay. So when I tell people, hey, you want to learn about kink and go to events and things? Sure, just go on FetLife. Great for finding events. <laughs> and then sometimes. And then I took my own advice, and I was like, you know what I haven't ever done. I haven't ever gone to an age play event. I should do that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I kept getting messaged from this one age play group. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to bring a friend. Thankfully, I did that. Um, and I went to an age play event. And I went up to a place that I th I had heard about that you know, people do classes and things. They're no big deal. Um, but it felt more like a, a place you get murdered than like a place <laughs> that you party. <laughs> Are we not going to say who? We are no, not. No, we are not. Um, and that's all fine. And then I, I went in. <laughs> Murder's fine. And I, I, my friend and I were paying the money, and two people that were clearly already in like um, age regression mind were like, like working the cash register and doing the, <laughs> oh, the, geez, the with really? monopoly money and crayons. <laughs> Okay, you get $2 back. It felt like that a little bit because they were kind of talking baby a little bit. And I'm just, I, but it's pretty simple. I sign a thing and I pay the money and I go in. No big deal. And then this guy in like leather, he's got a lanky guy that comes over and starts micromanaging the the, uh, the people. Every freaking thing. And it's like not a big deal. I'm just standing there and he's talking over me at the people. Like 
like literally above my head because he's really tall and i'm just like standing there with my friend like going why are you like are you sure that you took their money are you sure you had them sign i'm like this isn't complicated they're <laughs> adult people technically so we're all fine and so that already put me in a weird mood yeah but like, fuck, whatever. And like, who is this guy anyway? And why is he checking in with the people who look official and you're just a dude in leather? Like, right. calm down. Well, turned out he like runs the thing. <laughs> oh. um, but I, I but it doesn't matter. Because to me, it's like, if he's going to talk over me, at least say, hey, I'm sorry. I just want to check in about it. Like, like, acknowledge Rude. that. You know, it's like. You're, you're, you're talking yeah. through a human. And then, and then we walk in. I'm already like, okay, that was weird. And then uh, there was pizza, which is awesome everybody should have pizza available at all times it's such a joy um and hanging out and i'm looking around there and we introduced ourselves i mean i i could go into every single moment of detail but let's just say that it turned out that this event was um and boogie you and i actually messaged a little bit about this because it's like what happened <laughs> what, what i'm like yeah on? and it's because because i can age regress like i you know i've got some and i was wondering how much age play i've got in me turns out not much <laughs> turns out not, <laughs> not much. much at that event um but what I thought was an age play event where people who wanted to age play different ages from, you know, pretending that they were in their teens or like in eight, it turned out about 90% of the people there were in fact babies. Oh, And right. so where okay. I, you know, adult, I didn't really adult think, baby. yeah, it, diapers and all that. And that's all, totally fine. I would say that if you're going to have an all ages age play party, if 90% of the people there are either the the daddy or mommy of a baby or the baby, you should probably change the name of your event, you know? <laughs> <laughs> probably you should do that. Say baby time. My friend just so happened to be a preschool teacher. Oh. Uh, and so because it's not just it's not just see i have no problem with people diaper play all that stuff like i'm not personally in like scat and stuff um but i i just it's fine i just wasn't prepared for that we we're not mentally prepared for that. yeah and so my friend because there's also this element of brattiness and i don't mean like fun and consensual brightness i mean just there were a few people there who were just like i'm not playing that game i'm gonna win and, and, and my friend would lean over and be like that is not how children play <laughs> like no one would be friends with that kid like she would just be in the corner like By no herself. yeah no one would keep playing with that person um and i was just i was crack i was cracking up because she was psychoanalyzing well no, she was but she knows like it's like when you're an actor and you watch people act badly and she's like oh well, i just don't believe you <laughs> like, she just, and so, and then I, I get that they're doing like a Jungian age regressing thing. Like they're not literally trying to be a baby. Yeah. So they're like doing something else. But it was funny that it just was like, oh, that's inaccurate. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, a, a three-year-old can be much better at craft than that. <laughs> like, it was so they're funny. They're spitting macaroni and paste <laughs> all over the place. So, so like, I see, if I show up at an event and it's a different thing, cool, like, fine. But you know what my problem was? The doms were assholes. <laughs> The dom I have never been around so many dudes that were like, I'm a domly dom and I'm a I'm I don't give a shit about you as a person. <laughs> like and like this one and you're guy at a, you're at an age play. <laughs> yeah, and it was just this one guy was like a leather daddy that was tolerating his girl's interest in age play. And so he was there, but like there was an ice breaking relation the thing where we were supposed to talk to uh um, other people and he just walked away from my friend she was like oh i think we have the matching thing let's and he's like no and he like walked Ooh, away wow. Asshole. And, then, and then the guy who 
uh, who ran the thing like dommed the entire event like I came because one, I love coloring and I love games and I love just hanging out and like being stupid with people. Like, we. He dictated every moment <laughs> of this thing. It is now time for tag. Like, <laughs> it is now time for gravity. Like, you couldn't do. Like, I was in this amazing conversation with uh, this uh, one guy who was who was wearing great toddler overalls. Like, nice, yeah, little sailor, little anchor. It on was him. uh, it was space. It was Ooh. like space. It was like moons and Saturn and stuff. Perfect. I was like, Good work, guy. And we were in this fascinating conversation about his life, and the guy on stage is like. It's tag time. <laughs> like, why are you like, I'm in the middle of a deep, like, origin story diaper situation, and he wants me to play fucking tag? Do I look like I want to play tag right now? Anyway, so beyond just the poor PR situation, I just have never walked away so. Like feeling like at some point they're gonna start like with cam- cannibalism or something. Like it just <laughs> felt like. And when my friend and I left, the the children like gathered around us and were like, "Oh, you're leaving!" Like like we were. It felt a little bit like, "Oh, we're sources of joy in this dark, dark place." Like <laughs> we must go home. Don't make eye contact and back up slowly. Oh, children of the corn. <laughs> no, but they were sweet. Like the the most of the babies uh, were. Uh, were wonderful, sweet-hearted adults that just really wanted to be having a nice time. But these adult-minded people were taking advantage of it and being quite awful. And so I'm like, this is not where I want to be anymore. Black tag, black tag, black tag, black tag, black tag. So this was, and this, <laughs> this was my night where I was like, you know what? I really need to get back into kink and really just like <laughs> accept some things about who I am. And then I showed up at this, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> no, fuck you, fat life. Wrong. <laughs> regret my decision. I made horrible life choices. And <laughs> go, Polly. Go, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> go back to vanilla. Uh, oh. So that that was one. <laughs> That's well. But, I mean, I don't want to take up the time with like a bunch of things, but that was a really weird experience. Yeah, usually little Ew. parties. I mean, like at threshold. And once again, there's so many different types of groups. We have soap coming in here. And Solaris and Calum do soap, and we'll have them on the show. And I've performed with Solaris, done stuff with Solaris. And they have a great group that's much more broad and less structured where people get to do stuff. And it's all different types uh, of stuff. And they'll tell more about that. Um, the littles parties we used to have were complete. Everything was an option. Mm-hmm. Like we have the crayons. We have the movies. We have the games. We have the things. But we had a mix of age. We had like teenagers, you know, adults. We middles. That, yeah, middles that come in and yeah. play, and they just want to like go on their Game Boy and not really, you know, kind of like a teenager. Literally, literally yeah. had the an- their their like yeah. old school Game I Boy and sit the in the anti-social, corner. and that just seemed like okay. a much more organic environment. And if people wanted to participate, they participate. And I'm fine with it highly structured if you let people know beforehand. The, my problem was that they were like, yeah, we're going to have all these things available. They didn't say like, so, this is a structure. Like, this is a, a camp where you so, have to do. <laughs> You're well craft right now. <laughs> uh, so really, it was a sweatshop. It's like, and, <laughs> oh, they had hidden all the, the uh, dungeon Auschwitz equipment. Auschwitz of Little's parties. All the dungeon equipment was pushed off to the side and like decorations had been strung over oh. everything. So really, there was just this tables, chairs and like a space for people to like play and then you could only do one thing. Like it was so basically, weird. it was non-consensual doming of your of your little's experience. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, am I paying for this shit? <laughs> anyway, Girl, I want to go get my monopoly money back and get the fuck out of here, <laughs> fucking lanky lurch leather guy. <laughs> oh, that sounds oh, like fun. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't there with you. 
All right, so. But we, you survived, and that's the important thing, and, and now we can just laugh and PTSD over it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, my friend and I on the whole way home were just like, ah, what happened? What did we do? What did we do? Why do we do that? Let's like, just 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 yeah. go home and color. And this yeah. is why we have podcasts that talk about yeah. these things to say if you wind up in a situation like this, run, it is, bitch, run. It is yeah, run. <laughs> it is not the norm, and there are other situations and parties and people, and unfortunately, you get the ones that don't disclose, and and that yeah. kind of fucks you. Can I summarize my next event in like maybe three sentences? Sure. I thought I was just going to a fun holiday dungeon party that was themed in outfits. I show up with a kind of a blind friendship date from FetLife. Sure. And it's like 50 guys and three hookers and <laughs> like... Was it a gangbang party? It was, it was like a lot of drunk guys in street clothes walking around and then once in a while, like someone who just looked like they were being paid, but like gorgeous, but like in kind of like a trashy, fun outfit. Sure. And then me. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, that's so weird. Run, and, bitch, run. And so, and so after that, I was like, I'm putting a, I'm just going to put a lid on anything kinky. <laughs> just just come to, no. th- come to Threshold. Really? Seriously, pan- come to oh, Threshold. Oh, I had a panic attack at Threshold in December as well, but that was mainly my social anxiety coming up. So I was just oh. sitting in the kitchen being like, just breathe. Just breathe. That was when I met you. Yeah. I, I wasn't having it while I was talking to you. It was before. Because I have that. I, I, have I, I bring out that, that trauma in, in a lot of women. <laughs> was, well, that was a thing. Well, I'm sorry you, you had that, that well, maybe experience. maybe we should try and, that again. And New Year's, he was a New Year's, January and now, and 2016 is great. Okay, okay, very everyone. good. Well, in future, if you're going to come to the club, maybe have more of a support group of people that you know that um, are on the same page with you as far as the experience that you're looking for. Well, my best friend met me, like, but he was like 20 minutes after me, so I had right. 20 minutes of being alone and just being like... That doesn't work for you. Yeah. Well, Not now you know three place. people who are pretty much four people who are pretty much fixtures and, uh, at, this, pretty much, at yeah. this place. So Yeah, we're here all the time. We are. Nice. We'll take care of you. We we'll, won't we'll make you <laughs> play tag. Play tag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome among us. <laughs> Kathy, you yes. had a topic. Yes. You said you, this is, now this is interesting. You only said like a sentence about this, so. I tried to do a boogie. That's what you do. You pull like something provocative up on our agenda and you don't tell us what it is. Nice. Can yeah. we just drop provoc it on us? us. Yes. It's Please not provocative. Provoc us. Don't, don't provoc. I won't. I promise. <laughs> I was going to talk about playing it safe. So it's kind of hard, actually, now that I'm going to talk about it, it's weird that I'm about to divulge this about myself, tell you guys. But <laughs> I play it safe most of my life. I, I, I have gone to one extreme where I am constantly afraid of getting into situations I don't know how to get myself out of. So I play it so fucking safe that I don't go out on a limb. I never put myself in situations where there's even the remote chance that something is going to go wrong. And so this is the side that most people know about me. They say they know me as someone who's kind and compassionate, and I've always got a shoulder for you to cry on or an ear to lend, and, and that because that girl is actually very authentic, but she's also very safe. I let her out all the time. And so that's my uh, common mode of being all the time. But I also have, and a lot of people don't know this about me, a very, very strong sadistic side a very almost (laughs) cruel person that enjoys seeing other people in pain 
that enjoys making them squirm and watching them suffer and cry. And it makes your panties wet. It's I'm getting wet right now. Yep. <laughs> My nether regions are throbbing just <laughs> thinking about it. Oh, you dirty girl. Yes, but I never let her out. Or I shouldn't say never. I used to very infrequently when I was younger, when you're a teenager and when you're bold and you think the world is your oyster and you can do anything. It never really went well. And because <laughs> I've pushed her back in the box and I never let her out to play, she's so inexperienced. And by the way, I'm talking in the third person just because it's easier to, to describe to you what's going on. She's so fucking inexperienced that I am so afraid of letting her out because she ha I'm 50 now and she... She's more like this two-year-old, petulant two-year-old that's going to come out and do whatever the fuck she wants. And I just don't even want a chance that something is going to go wrong. But, you know, now I'm in the kink world and I've been here for several years. And I thought when I went in, well, now is a good time to start exploring that other side because I live on one end of the spectrum and the sadistic side of me is clear on the other. And I, to my great disappointment after, what, seven, eight years in the kink world, I have never been able to bridge that gap. And I don't know how to let that part of me out. And I know that I, I've talked about this very infrequently to some people. And, and I get really good advice. And it's kind of common advice. Start slow. Do a little bit of this. Let this out here and there. And it's, it's great advice. But it kind of doesn't help me. And I think it's because it's such extremes one end to the other and i just don't know how to do anything in the middle and i don't and i got hands raised <laughs> by everybody wow okay abyss kathy come play with me <laughs> <laughs> now are you talking about on the you're talking on the top as a sadist yes, yes. as a total sadist yeah come play with me i have plenty of victims who... i've never seen that look on your oh, face oh so you guys like co-topping together uh -huh. wow. that's a good that's okay. like a that's... buddy do you have so, your acting buddy? Exactly. <laughs> Can I come? I just want to watch. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe I'll be a little. Mark mean. wants to go too. Because huh. if wow. you if you want to let that person out, I can I can help you wrangle her back in when we need to. But you're probably one of the few people that I would totally trust in this way because, and I thought when I was thinking of this topic that this would be a really good place. I didn't know that Sandra was going to be here, and I didn't don't even know Sandra that well. But I knew that Abyss and Boogie, they flirt with that edge a lot. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I thought you guys have learned a lot of lessons in that area. And I thought oh, I love yeah. that edge. I uh, so I, I live there. That makes me so happy. <laughs> and like, because you are, you're super sweet and super nice. But I have seen you like in let those out moments where, where you're like, oh, there's some shit I, there. I completely understand <laughs> when you were like, oh, it's making my nether regions tingly. That's a that's a conflict I have as a person. I'm a nurse. I'm a caretaker. I love people. I love hurting people. And I love watching the pain. Just I love causing it and just watching them squirm. And I love seeing them bleed and I love seeing them bruise instantly. And I love watching them have to work through that pain and still take it because they are taking it because I gave it to okay, them. Okay, stop. <laughs> Please, so, you're freaking me out so here. That come play with me. So All right. I would love that. And thank you very much. And what you guys say about, have you really seen that in me? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I was at work a couple of weeks ago. and <laughs> You and really I, aren't I, that good at hiding it, by the way. <laughs> I just, I know you, one of yourselves is telling you that you're sweet and innocent yeah. and, and we see that. Well, you but, see me because we're on the board and we get into it, I think. And you see. No, I, that's no not, I've, that's seen, not, I've seen you play with people. That's not about your sadism. Your sad, I mean, that's just you being a bitch when we argue. Um <laughs> But it's true. No, That's but, but, it. Next but, fucking board meeting. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck you, man. I'll fucking take you. I could take you. 
No, uh, but you can definitely see that. And you've actually uh, divulged a lot more of these secrets. This isn't like new information. It's come out in pieces, and we do listen to you. And we know that there is a part of you that you've been very reserved of. And I came from a place, just like Abyss did, where I used to be as a Christian preacher guy. I was like a crisis counselor. So for me, it was a huge, I mean, like if a guy even looked at a girl wrong or called her a bitch, which I just called you, I thought that guy deserved to die. And so I had to come from that to all of a sudden turning around to where now I just like abyss bleed and beat and smack in the face and spit and do all these horrible things to people. That was a transition for me as well, too. And so I see that in you absolutely. And I think a, starting with a buddy system <laughs> is a great, but also I wanted to say, write down what you want, like write down a fantasy, write down something that would turn you on and don't be afraid to look at that and say, this is okay for me to fucking want and go for. Because if you right now you're like, oh, I just want to get in there. But I think because there's been such a long time that you need sounds weird you need structure to get out of the box i totally understand that and that makes a lot of sense i did try this a few months ago when i was with the guy that i play with and we do some puppy play sometimes and so he goes into this very um primal headspace where he's just gone and he doesn't hardly even remember what happens or how we play or what i do to him when he comes out of it and so I thought, he and I had talked about this, and I thought, well, maybe I'll let that sadistic side of me out because I can still be very caring. I really care for this guy. Uh, it did not go good. It didn't go good because it was so hard for me to be cruel to when he was in that state of mind because he was not capable of, of giving me consent when he's in puppy mode. Hmm. Oh, you seemed excited. Well, no, I was just saying you were too close to him. You you were too close. You 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 when, love when I see. I love it. hurting people who are close to me. Well, see, damn. I mean, but the thing is, like, <laughs> notes I, to self. I actually Sandra didn't said have that. a problem hurting him. Believe it or not, I enjoyed it. What was tough was that when he's in puppy mode, he can't give me consent. Uh, see, I also have an issue with the puppy thing because I, I have a thing for animals. So I'm like, meh, 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 meh. I will <laughs> I will cut motherfucking people. You heard a you heard a dog or something? I'll hurt you. <laughs> yes, this is true. Sandra? Uh, Bring us home. <laughs> Bring us home, Sandra. So many things. Um, the thing that came to mind in terms of how to bridge that gap, because I, I, I'm familiar with that feeling of like so many things. Like I think a lot of people who like haven't really explored their orientation more, like, and they're like, I'm 40 now. Crap, is it too late for me to, you know, I've got this thing in me. Um, but... I don't know. For me, the thing that came up is that maybe to choose a specific activity, like slapping or like something that specific instead of, I want to do all the things. And, and, you know, you've got like 20 different things in the scene that you want to do. Just be like, let's have some slapping. And, and, and if the thing you're worried about is going too far, then just, like, I even tell just beginners this, like, just start, just start rating slaps from like one to 10 so that, at the top can kind of get a feel for what the, you know, what the height of sensation the person can tolerate is. And I mean, is this familiar to you, this idea? Like, yeah, absolutely. I feel like yeah, it's, we, it's I mean, good we advice. Get the one to 10. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I'll have people slap me in my kink classes because it's like, they're like, who's the dom who doesn't want to be a dom, but your partner really wants you to be a dom. Come here. And then <laughs> like, and they're just like, 
tap that like you don't have to and then like at some point you see it come out and you're like yeah <laughs> both abyss and i are like well i'll smack the fuck out of you right now you're hot <laughs> but we'll do we'll negotiate first do you want a five or a 27 <laughs> based no. on my interpretation uh no i would definitely say though Kathy, I'm, i really thank you for sharing that it, it it's it is it takes guts to to put yourself out there like that but the nice thing is this is something that can totally be explored without you feeling like shit because you have a safety net. And like, don't be afraid you, if you, you have, fuck up. Yeah. I see. This is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of fucking up. Well, then why don't you just like accept in... that you are going to fuck whoa. up? That's, ah, why don't you just ah, accept so this, the failure is coming? It's coming in every fucking risk you try. Trust me, I know a lot about this. I don't mind failing for myself. I mind failing when it's going to mess someone else up. But if this you, is someone else. But you're not letting someone else be their own goddamn adult. You're now trying to micromanage some fictitious person's feelings. Not when, not when we have a power exchange. You recognize, of course, that there's a difference, right? You have a power exchange. They're putting themselves in your hands. They can, of course, you know, red out whenever they want. But it, you take a huge responsibility. It's a little, but. Honestly, being able to do it with Abyss, I think I could do that. You have a nurse and a buddy. Yay! We fixed it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> a smattering. Oh, it'll happen. Let's talk about figging. Oh, figging. Figgy pudding. <laughs> Figgy pudding. Oh, figging. <laughs> now then, uh, Sandra, um, perverted podcast <laughs> listeners, because we've talked about this on the show uh, a couple times. Do you know what figging is? I don't. I feel like I've heard about it, but I forgot. I think very shortly you You'll will go, remember. oh, yes. <laughs> Figging is where you take a piece of ginger, raw ginger, and you carve it into a butt plug. And then you insert it. In said butt. In said butt. You can do it in the vagina, too. It works okay. Um, but you put it in someone's butt. And the ginger has a certain chemistry to it. That is very fiery. It's intense. And because if you've eaten ginger and you smell gi- yes. raw ginger, it's it's got some chutzpah. <laughs> so, um, did I just say chutzpah? <laughs> yes, you did. I Spit was raised by wild Jews muscle. in the wilderness. It is true. <laughs> so it's got some chutzpah, l'chaim, and uh, and so it it originally came about for. I mean, there's horses. a whole there's a whole history, but basically, if you horses? had did in like the, in horses? the Victorian mm-hmm. era, if you wanted to sell an old horse. And you wanted to kind of bullshit and make it look active. Lively. You shoved a piece of ginger in its ass, and then they came and saw the horse, and the horse was like, "What the fuck, man? Get the fucking things in my ass." So it's, it's a little more high strung. And, and, and everyone's like, "Wow, look, that horse is vibrant. I'll give you whatever two pence or whatever There's fucking money they had." Ginger then. in your horse. <laughs> Pretty, <laughs> Pretty much. much. <laughs> well, no, and then the horse farts it out or whatever, and then it goes back to being an adult. Hey, you swindled me. And then they duel and <laughs> wow, people he's die. Doing wow, whole he's play. doing the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just so, so the whole reason, is not my king. Yeah. No. So the whole thing that we are doing with this this figging situation and why we're bringing it up is we are going to do some figging on the show. I was about Next. to. I wonder. I was like, Are you all gonna? Not on this show. Next not week. on this one. Like, that Look at that like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not here now. And the whole reason that we are giving everyone kind of a heads up is we do have people who come and and are audience members. Well, next week's show will be a closed set. For said figging? For said figging. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put both Mark and Abyss on spanking benches with uh, themselves lovingly exposed. They both have wonderful, this whole thing in back is just wonderful on both of them. 
And uh, I'm thinking about it right now, so I'm like, ready just bringing the drums are coming back. No. So I'm going to put them both on a spanking bench. And then, okay, I'm not going to do that. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> and then we're going to do figging. Now then, I have done figging and all sorts of different types of ass play, putting things in on both of them. We've done Altoids, which worked awesomely. And they have two very distinct responses. <laughs> two Altoids? Two, yes. Well, very different. Two we had very, very different. different responses. So, um... Both of them respond differently. It's going to be fun. We'll have microphones there. And uh, Mark doesn't talk on the show. Uh, but she'll squiggle and geek. And uh, and then we will see. And then probably just do a segment. I just think we should just do a segment with uh, Ginger Root in your in a business. In my butt. in my button. See if I can if I can see hang. How it goes. Will Kathy give a play by play? I could do a play oh, yeah. by play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I right. kind of want to just come in and sit in the corner with a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, no You'll blinking. be the only audience <laughs> no member In a raincoat. So, so in case sandals you're thinking, with socks. In case you're thinking of coming next week. Yeah, don't. so if you are a perverted podcast local listener that wants, because usually we just, are, we have our friends and we're like, hey, you can come anytime you want. So, and but the next, backstory with that is Mark is an exhibitionist. She has no problems and it gets her off when other people watch her go through her scenes and so forth. I, on the other hand, am not. I am I am very, like, I enjoy some, but when it comes to actual, ins- like, I've been at this dungeon for over two and a half years, and no one has seen me without underwear. So that is to the point of, like, here's my line. We don't insert things into me on where people can see. And I have no problem saying that. Like, if exhibition is your thing, that's super great. I support you in it. It's hot. I like looking at it. But for my personal, like, line in the sand, I have no problem doing kinky-ass shit, but I only want certain people that I approve of to see it. And I think that, and we talked about this before the show, and and she was like, well, you know, we're going to, we just got to do it private. And I'm like, we have to talk about this because there are a lot of people out there that I think feel a pressure in the dungeon that they're supposed to be uh, more of an exhibitionist or build up to the point to where they can do absolutely anything. And I think that's bullshit. It tell, it's, it's, it's peer pressure and it's bullshit. So I think it's really important that Abyss gets to stand up for herself, even though she's here, she's Abyss, she's loved by everybody, she's considered you know, great and wonderful at, at Threshold, um, that she can still say, this is, this is my limit, and I don't feel any guilt or shame going past that limit. So I think it's bravo, bravo oh. to Abyss. Do you have a slow clap? Oh. <laughs> 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 it's just like patronizing at that point. <laughs> That was very retarded from both of us. Right there. The best is quiet. Uh, I haven't paced my slow clap in years. Oh, my God. So, but that'll be something to look forward to for next show. And I've been looking forward to it, I think, for 300 years. So it's it's going to be pretty cool. That's about how old you are. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh. Yes. No. God, here uh, it is. so weird. Why are you doing this? <laughs> What are you talking about, baby? Right. Do you know, Sandra, you've never been here. I just got to say, it has been wonderful having you. Oh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of your blabs on videos and shows and stuff. You're a great thinker. Thank you so much for, for coming here and being a part of our little shindig. Now that you've done all these things, you've now moved up into the world of perverted oh, podcast. Boy. You can with, put that on your resume. With our seven or eight listeners that are all going to be like, <laughs> Why did? Why doesn't she just take over the show? Why didn't Boogie shut up? God. Whatever. 
Hey, Guernsey will appreciate her. Guernsey, yeah. the we channel, the whole Channel Islands. Guernsey. We're big in Channel Islands. Nice. We love Guernsey. Thank, thank you. <laughs> there was a lot in that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to say you're welcome and thank you. And I'll, and then the other stuff where I'm like, no. Um, and I'll just end there. It's great. Sounds it's good. great having you here. So, And we don't usually have guests because we don't want to talk about somebody who's just lame. Oh, do you have a website? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> sexnerdsandra.com. And uh, soon I'm launching weekly classes online that I'll be teaching live at 7 p.m. on Wednesday in three time zones, uh, oh. Sydney, Los Angeles, and the UK. Excellent. So, And they can get to all that through sexnerdsandra.com? Yes, I'm setting it up like tonight. Today <laughs> was a big project day. It's going to be gonna be a late night. Well, yeah. that, is, that is awesome. And anytime you want to come back, except next week, um, <laughs> you know, for gingering. Um, she was almost down, but yeah, no. Oh, I don't need to see the, any of your goods. I just want to be in the corner and watching your faces. <laughs> It'll look like this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we don't have a lot of guests because we don't just want to talk about some schmuck's book or whatever. So if someone wants to be a guest, they got to be a part of the show. And you have come in and been a part of the show, and it's great. But you're not done because... <laughs> You got to give your pound of flesh. You got to give your pound of flesh. <laughs> this is weird, right? So this is the annoyingly bad rap time. Annoyingly bad rap. And so uh, you got to bust some rhymes. We pick a top. Our listeners pick a topic, and then uh, we write a rap about it. And it is usually annoyingly bad. Normally, mine's the worst, so don't feel bad. No, 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 no. Today, I, I I'm gonna win on on oh, today's. Yeah? So today, the topic that was picked for us. Squirting. Ew. Female ejaculation kind of squirting thing. Do you got something? Well, I need to write down my rap. I only have it in my head and realize that I'm not going to remember it. All right. Oh. Well, then go ahead. <laughs> then do that while Boogie uh, raps. <laughs> this is going to be bad. It go, You know what? I what? did my rap in the style, you know, like everyone follows, you know, kind of like, you know, you know, Tupac, Biggie, Snoop, you know, all the old <laughs> school. Those were all mines. Uh, you know, the Fugees had great rap, Lauryn Hill. Um, and so I decided to model this rap after Kathy's style. <laughs> oh, no. So you just tried to jack Kathy's oh shit? This is Kathy's style of rap, so I don't know how it's going to work. Fun of me? But I'm going to no. do it, and no. this is about squirting. He just grabs some titty. He just grabs some titty. He always does it. I'm fingering my girl and I guess I hit a spot cause she started making rainbows from her horny little twat. Her body starts shaking and she's squirting like a fountain. Holy shit it's a flood. Get your ass up a mountain. Is it cum or is it pee? There's no need to be scared. I just know it's fucking hot so who the fuck cares? I got some detergent in a nearby laundromat so kill the sheets baby. We won't worry about that cause if you're coming that hard at that level of intensity I'm the luckiest man in the world in the history of a Eternity. <laughs> wow. And it did totally, he totally ripped off your style. <laughs> I don't have a style. No, it was your style. No, that was your style. That was totally way style. more than eight. Oh, that may have been eight. Yeah, no, you, no, you no, just no, keep no, thumb no. Hold on, hold on, Harry. It's cool. Like, well. Mm. Right. Abyss, just you got it. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. It's okay. It's intense. okay. It's okay. No, it, it, it'll go I, downhill quickly. It's okay. All right. All right. This is bring us home. What? No, just whatever. Okay. <laughs> Guys all think they are so special because girls just lay there dribbling. When in fact, if you rub that clit and finger the upper part of the inside of her vag, it will squirt in your gab. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, what do you do that? What the fuck is a gab? Eh? 
sucked. That was awesome. That was great. That was awesome. That was like random. That was like street poetry. That was way. That was <laughs> Def Jam. That's right. Drop it. the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. Sandra, do you have, do you have a rap for I'm us? I'm not a rapper. Yeah. Are you going to do this? Oh, man. This is so weird. Okay, found a flash, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Take your time. Come hither. Come hither. My dear, please, come hither. I believe that you can do it just like your sister. It's not urine. It's not pee. And if you have an accident, say la vie. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I, I like the fact you were actually wow. like, I can get this on the air. Like, she's hand, she's, she's fingering. <laughs> she's doing it. Getting <laughs> the score. She was doing going it. for a G spot. Like, which, that's by the way, part of the, the vagina, the I just want to say <laughs> that's now the second topic that Sandra and I have connected on this show because I said, hey, it doesn't matter. Just say la vie. I'm with the cool kids. Oh, my God. Really? Do you need just it's so it's all about you right now. You're not you're cool. I'm right. here to tell you I'm sorry. Kathy, let's let's Stay bring this feet. home. Okay. Bring I'll it home. It. Bring it home. Woo! First time with this woman getting ready to begin. Got her lying in my bed and I'm ready to dive in. She's naked and she's waiting, legs are spread, lights are low, her pussy's wet and ready, gonna eat it like a pro. I'm licking and I'm sucking and I'm nibbling her hood. It doesn't take too long, cause hey. I'm good. She's getting really close. She starts moaning really loud when out of nowhere comes this gush that goes right in my mouth. <laughs> Holy fuck, what is that? Is it sour? Is it sweet? Should I stop and call time out? Should I spit, rinse, repeat? What the heck do I do? I don't want to harsh her O. Oh, so I just keep on going and just let it flow. Nice. Ah! Nice. <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for the perverted playground. The Letty's recording. If you, <laughs> I can't even. What the fuck happened? I'm sorry. Sorry, there was extra cheer. It was. <laughs> it got a little crazy. Okay. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thanks to all of our guests and hosts to Abyss. Woo! To Buggy, to Kathy, to Mark, and sex nerd Sandra. If you have a question, (laughs) it was like a weird little, like, like a little crit. What? 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 I fucking hate you. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit thepervertedpodcast.com. Fuck off! Just fuck off! And finally, my dear, sweet, perverted podcast listeners, we come in here every week and do this for you. So while you go out there and deal with all those people that don't understand who you are, just know that we are here every week for you. You can enjoy being your damn kinky self. Enjoy the naughty, and we are out of here! See now I'm all like, like flustered and Twitter pated because I now I want to squirt. Everyone like you know, don't be Twitter pated. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hmm. oh, no, I, I'm more in the I'm feeling I'm feeling the girlies right now. I always <laughs> wonder when I like accidentally arouse someone. Accidentally. How <laughs> about you accidentally <laughs> arouse arousal. someone? Is that like the creeper thing where you just brush up against them? Why do you think I've been eyeballing you this whole time? Oh my god! Is that talking about butt stuff? Well, you know. Oh, you know we're still recording, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are now starting to negotiate some butt stuff stuff. 
<laughs> I'm just letting it go because you know what? SoundCloud's free, free to just keep recording. Okay, well, I thought you were staring at me because you know I'm just so good at talking about stuff. I didn't realize that you know we were gonna like negotiate and stuff. Damn. So, so you want me to put it in your butt? Is what you're, is that what you're saying? <laughs> You want to squirt first, then we can put it in the bed. Oh, like squirting. Yeah, 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 right. sorry, I was right. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> I, I am not I potting this down. <laughs> this is show number 36 going right here. I don't know what to... I, no, no, no. I don't know if this is a bit or real. It's weird when you're in a dungeon <laughs> and sex is imminent, possibly. Sex is imminent, possibly. <laughs>